Happy Tuesday, beautiful. Welcome back to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. I'm glad you've decided to join me again. Today, we are going to be tackling uh, that subject of, you know, I found out my husband has had an affair and I'm ready to jump into that conversation. But on today's episode, I want to talk about the first three things to do before you let your husband know you found out about his affair. I know it would be easier to jump into that conversation, but you'll understand why on this episode today. I was researching on Google, you know, Dr. Google can tell us anything, but I was absolutely blown away to find out that there were 525 million searches on what do I do first when I find out that my husband has been having an affair. And ladies, I want you to know that I wanted to cry. I w- it just broke my heart to see that amount of searches in Google because of the betrayal that is going on. And today is not a soapbox for me. It could be so easily for me to get on a soapbox, but it's just breaking my heart to find that much betrayal out there in the world in which we live. And and I know it breaks God's heart as well. So I know that you're hurting. I know what it's like. I have been down this road. I have cried a million rivers worth of tears and sometimes still to this day look back on the day that I discovered that my husband was having an affair and just the feeling in my heart sometimes is still so fresh and so I know that it can be overwhelming so devastating and traumatic when that first hits you that you're like what what do you do so I want to help you with that today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey beautiful, it's Lisa and this is Beauty Beyond Betrayal, the podcast designed for women who want to find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal trauma and loss. Each week I help you navigate the murky waters of betrayal trauma by bringing you insight, wisdom, and ways to overcome the trauma and loss that you've experienced. I help you explore ways to heal, recover, and redesign your life the way you desire it to be. One that is lived passionately, out loud, on purpose, full of impact, joyful, and free, the way God intended it to be. I also bring in all things Jesus because he's the one who ultimately brings us into our healing and freedom from betrayal trauma. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, pull up a chair, and focus on yourself for the next few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life redesigned. Welcome back, beautiful. All right, so let's let's dive into it. You know, you found out that your husband's had an affair and it is devastating. It is beyond words. It is like your world has been completely blown apart. You know, the day that I found out that my husband was having an affair, I remember when all of that information, and I had kind of had an inkling, you know, that, that Holy Spirit check, right, for months on this. And But this is when the tangible evidence came flooding in through an email. I pushed the button, and there it all was. 
And I can remember the room felt like it was closing in on me very, very quickly. Like everything felt like it was turning black. I felt like a caged animal. I felt like I was going to pass out. And and I just, the, the trauma, the overwhelm was so great that I, I had all of this emotion, all of this turmoil that was just swimming around. I didn't know what to do. So I wanted, I know what that feels like. I do, beautiful. So I wanted to give you three things today, three tangible things. If you are, if you just found out that your husband's having an affair or you found out a while ago and you're still at such a raw place, three tangible things that you can do right here, right now that are going to help you navigate where you are, that, that traumatic feeling that you are currently going through. Okay, so number one is breathe. Now, I know you're probably sitting there going, Lisa, I can't. Like, the, I, the wind has been knocked out of me, and I can't breathe. That's exactly why I am telling you to breathe. Beautiful. When we have been hit in the gut with something so traumatic, we find out that the one we love so much has betrayed us, maybe emotionally affair or it's a sexual affair. Nonetheless, he's involved with another woman. It can rock us to the core. And so we we don't really breathe. You know, we are taking these shallow breaths. It makes us feel like we're going to pass out. There's hyperventilate. We're hyperventilating, right? Um, and our brain is not getting the appropriate oxygen that it needs. And right now, you've been hit with some massive trauma. Uh, this is very, very devastating. And so your body needs oxygen so that it can, you know, keep moving in the direction of health. So a lot of times we just are just, you know, taking the little tiny, <gasps> I call them, you know, those short little tiny breaths just to kind of breathe. Or the chest has gotten so tight that it feels like we cannot even achieve that deep breath. So what I want you to do is I want you to just stop and I want you to put your hand on your chest and I want you to push in right over your heart and I want you to breathe in through your nose for a count of four and I want you to exhale through your mouth for a count of four. And you can even exhale for a count of eight if you need to because when we're taking those short little bursts of air into our lungs we and we're not exhaling them properly, we get an overload of carbon dioxide in our bodies and it's very unhealthy. So we need to have oxygen back into our body for our bloodstream, for our brain, for our organs. And so I need you to move through this and do some of those breathing techniques. If that means you lock yourself in your bedroom right now, just lay on your your bed and just breathe in slowly and breathe out slowly, just so that your body can kind of normalize itself a little bit during this traumatic moment that you're in. And you can receive some oxygen back, right? So breathing is crucial. Also, realize that as a child of God, when we breathe in, we're actually breathing in the life that God has breathed into us. And when we have been hit by the discovery of sexual betrayal in our marriage, this knocks the life out of us. It literally does. And we feel like our life is going to come to an end. 
So we need to have God come in and as we breathe in, to have him breathe his life back into us. And as we exhale, to have that trauma exhale through our mouth and and to not stay housed up in us. Because the trauma in and of itself, when it says housed in us can cause, you know, our lungs to feel tight because of fear, um, our stomach to get in knots. Uh, We can have problems in our different organs, especially in our liver. We can house anger in our liver area and it can get clogged up. So anger and those different emotions that we feel because of the trauma of betrayal can house themselves in our different organ structures and can cause us to not only get dysregulated, but to enter in a state of disease. And so the very first thing I want you to do is breathe. The second thing is, if you can, pray. Now, this doesn't look like you sitting down with your hands crossed and your eyes closed and you're literally, you know, saying this perfect prayer. That's not what I'm talking about here. Beautiful, if you can only say, Jesus, help me, that is where he meets you. Listen, he is there beside you. He understands betrayal. He was betrayed at a very deep level. He knows what you're going through. He he is wounded and hurt by this as well. And so he is wanting to just wrap his arms around you. He's wanting to help you in your time of need. So even if you can just say, Jesus, help me, or... If you're like me, beautiful, I I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth. I mean, I was so traumatized by this because it just, even though I had had some kind of that Holy Spirit red flag in my gut for months, I still just thought deep within, there is no way he could do this to me. There's no way that he would, not him. Never in a million years will my husband do this to me. I just never had that on my radar. I had just complete trust in him. So for me, I the, the picture of me giving my heart to him the day that we were married and trusting him with it to do whatever he wanted to with it, it felt like he had taken my heart and he had thrown it to the ground and just just stomped on it with such great force that my heart was blown apart. And it was devastating. And so for me, I couldn't even formulate the words of a prayer. So what did I do? I literally took my Bible into my arms and I hugged my Bible to my chest and just rocked back and forth in my bed. And that was a form of prayer because God met me there. And I will tell you, those early days, I felt like I literally was not going to make it. I felt like my body was going to absolutely die. The trauma was so great. But I held my Bible and I slept with my Bible hugged against my chest. That's how I prayed. Beautiful, your prayers don't have to be eloquent during this time. They don't have to be worded a certain way. You don't even have to verbalize them out loud. Whatever you can do to just reach out to God, he will meet you there. So that is the second thing. And the third thing that I would tell you to do as soon as you find out, and this is all prior to you even talking to your husband and letting him know that you 
have found out about the affair. These three things are to, what you are to do first before you even let him know that you have discovered he's having an affair. So the third one is find someone safe to talk to. Someone who is trusted, someone, whether it's a family friend, whether it is um, a family member, or whether it's someone that you know will not judge you, will not ask you, well, what did you do to cause this? No, they are trusted. They are safe. They are going to come along beside you and say, what do you need right now? Let me give you a for instance. For me, the very first person that God brought to my heart his, he's a brother, not a physical, like a, a blood brother of mine, but he's a spiritual brother of mine. Um, he was in ministry with me for many years when I was preaching and traveling. And uh, he also came along and preached with my dad. Many of you know my dad was a pastor. And so he was with us and we ministered alongside of each other. And so he was the first one that God brought to my mind. And so him, both he and his wife are my safe people. And so I literally, I left my house. I took my computer where all the evidence was, my phone, And I got out of my house because I felt like a caged animal. And I parked my car in a parking lot of a Target parking lot. Yes. And uh, I, I called him. And with, you know, my words were probably not very intelligent. He probably couldn't really understand me at first because he kept saying, slow down, slow down, slow down. The crying was so awful. But I reached out to him and I said, I have found out something horrific and I need somebody safe to talk to. And so immediately he got his phone on the white on on the he got his <laughs> he got his wife on the phone with us and collectively the three of us started to talk about what transpired. And immediately it was not anything at me saying, "Well, you know, why do you think this happened?" No. Their response was, "What do you need?" from us right now. We're here with you. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. What do you need right now? Their concern was my mental health at that moment. Their concern was, you know, my mental state, where I was, my emotional state, because I was wrecked. And so they spent a number of hours with me on the phone in a Target parking lot, and they prayed for me, they prayed with me, they gave me wise counsel. And one of the very first things that they told me was, don't get vengeful. I know that there's an anger there, and you have every right to be angry because God is angry as well. That's a righteous anger. But he be angry and sin not. So I received wise counsel counsel and they were my accountability. We set up a plan of what I was going to do about immediately when I got off the phone with them, I would spend some more time quiet by myself and then I would go home and I would approach my husband and let him know I discovered his affair. And then I would let them know 
afterwards, I would call and check in with them so that they knew I was safe, that they knew that I was okay, because they wanted to be able to journey with me through this because they knew I needed someone safe. So who is that for you? Is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it someone in the clergy? Are you currently seeing a counselor or a therapist? Do you need a coach that you can reach out to? Whoever that is for you, reach out to them and let them know that you've discovered this or you had discovered it already, but these things are still going on for you and you need someone safe to talk to to move you through the process. Now, beautiful again, all three of these are steps to take before you speak to your husband to let him know you have found out that he's had an affair. Why do I tell you to do these first? Because if you just find out and you go straight into that conversation, it's it's not going to be good. I mean, it's going to be hard anyway. It's going to be traumatic. Um, I It was an all-nighter for me. And it's very, very difficult when you do these things, much less if you don't have a plan in place. And it's vitally important to get yourself to a calm state, to breathe, to to pray, to, you know, to seek God on this a little bit, to reach out to somebody safe before you start to have that conversation because you don't know how that conversation is going to go. It can go in many different ways. And these three things can help you to get yourself to a better place before you tackle that kind of conversation. So beautiful, I hope that helped you today. This was just really on my heart. When I came across this market research and I found 525 million searches on I just found out my husband had an affair, what do I do now? I thought I need to do an episode on this. So I hope that this helped you. Let me know. Send me send me an email. Send me a DM. Uh, my email's below in the show notes. Um, let me know. I would love to hear from you. And if you are in need to kind of start talking this through, I have a free discovery call for you. And I would love to jump on one and then see where we can go from there. Beautiful. God has you. And I don't want you to give up hope. Because at the end of the day, there is hope and healing and freedom from the trauma that you are facing right now. This is not the end. It's actually the beginning of a journey that's going to take you through to recovery. And on the other side is a beautiful life that is awaiting you. And I can, I can promise you that. And you can take that to the bank because I've been journeying it for a while. And I can promise you it does get better with the hard work. And I'm going to end today's episode with a prayer for you, the one who has just found out that your husband is having an affair. Father God, I just pray for the beautiful women that are listening to this episode right now. Lord, I remember the day when I found out that my husband was having an affair. I remember the overwhelm. I remember the trauma. I remember the devastation, the brokenheartedness. And it was so much that it felt like it was just too much to bear. But in your grace and in your goodness and mercy, you met me there. And I know that you are going to meet this beautiful woman where she is right now. 
I pray for her strength. I pray for her resolve right now. I pray that you would wrap your loving arms around her and that you would speak into her heart, letting her know that hope and healing is waiting for her and she will find freedom from the trauma that she is currently in. Raise her up from the ashes of betrayal and loss and bring her into a life that is redesigned, beautiful, passionate, bold, vibrant, and living in joy once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, something really hit you in one of the moments, or you were inspired to take the next step in your healing, reach out to me and by all means, leave a review. This is the highest compliment I can receive. And make sure to screenshot this episode. Share us out on IG and Facebook stories. Tag me at Beauty Beyond Betrayal Podcast, and I'll give you a huge shout out as well. And if you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and redesign your life and relationships in the way you desire them to be, hit me up in the DM. I would love to hear from you and connect. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of all circumstances that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful. Beautiful.